What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hooperts, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. My name is Jonathan Brown. And I'm David McCrazy. Y'all, it's been a long two weeks since y'all heard from us, but, you know, people have stuff to do. We have to move in, you know, first week of classes and started. We back on the grind, but we're back, and that's all that matters. But first topic, we usually don't start off with wrestling, but... SummerSlam, for whatever reason, is tomorrow, like as in Saturday. And if we don't talk about this show now, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be a little salty when we talk about it next week. So let's let's get these predictions in. Um, the first match on the card, I I I really hope this ain't the order. Well, I know it's not the order, but that's just gonna be in. But this is how Wikipedia got this shit down. For the Raw Women's Championship is Nikki and Nikki Cross. I'm I'm not calling her that other thing. Charlotte and Rhea. Um, Damon, who who do you have in this one? Um, based on I I was gonna say I haven't watched Raw since before <laughs> since they went live, so I don't know how the build has been, but I'm assuming it's probably just gonna be. Retention. I can't see her cash making this big scene out of the cash in and then just having her drop it right back to them. So yeah, I'm I'm assuming that it's gonna be a Nikki retention. Uh Damon, what you think? Um I mean shoot, my fault, John, my fault. Oh, you good. Um who I think is gonna win that match. Uh I'm rooting for Rhea Ripley to win the match. But I think creative teams gonna put it's gonna put a Nikki Ono superhero as the winner, just to make her like a an actual champion. Yeah, I'm 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 with Damon on this one. Uh, I mean, my heart Loki goes with Rhea, but like based on logically thinking, I don't understand why they would put the title on Nikki and then just have her lose it. So it's probably gonna be some shenanigans, like a roll up or some shit, you know, like. Like Vince likes, but I, I got Nikki. Um, next, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Oldberg. I'm just gonna say it right now. Um, if anybody actually thinks Goldberg is going over Bobby Lashley, I have no comment. I, I actually have no comment. Like I said, I was gonna comment, but I have no comment. Bobby Lashley should beat the shit out of Goldberg in. Three minutes or less. Okay. Yes. Right. Abs- Go- Goldberg can't wrestle. He never has been able to. So this, this is going to be three minutes, and I'm picking Bobby Lashley. And Goldberg, gotta, he got to go away after this. Just retire, n- never to be seen again. But, John, what's your, what's your take on this one? Um, I believe Bobby Lashley's going to win. But they're going to make it like a 20-minute match, just make Goldberg look legitimate. But uh, there's a term that I said at WrestleMania, and I always have said it. The black man always wins. He never loses. So right here in this situation, the black man is going to win. He's never going to lose. And Damon, what about you? <laughs> um. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no there's no way Bobby Lashley loses. Um I could see it being a long match, but there really should not be any reason why that match should be any longer than three minutes. Exactly. Um 
Because, you know, we talk about, you know, we joke about Cena, but we got to talk about how that man is really the three moves of doom. He's got the spear, the jackhammer. You know, I want to just say, too, because I don't even think he has a third move that's like. <laughs> but, yeah, Bobby Lashley in four, four minutes. Hey, man. We we're not gonna do John, bro. At least John can actually go for like thirty minutes and actually pull some shit out, bro. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely not. We we're not gonna go on my goal like that. Nah, but um, next um, it's um for the Raw Tag Team Titles. It's AJ Styles and Almost versus RK Bro. Um, Vince McMahon. There's one decision to be made and one decision only. I don't like feet, boy. However, however, RK Bro is the only thing that makes that bogus ass show watchable. The, so, for the love of God, you don't put the titles on RK Bro. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I might pull up to Stanford. I, I, I just might. But, Damon, who, who do you have taking this one? RK bro, they 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 have to win this. Um, I the state of the tag team division in Raw is a mess, and I think they need to give it to RK bro and let him run with it because, for being honest, AJ and almost is it's not a real tag team. They be the they got to stabilize it and let. AJ or almost go back to singles and for God's sake, please just stay help stabilize Raw again. Um, but yeah, RK bro, all the way. All right, John, what, what's your prediction on this one? Uh, I think RK bro is going to win. Um, AJ Styles and almost uh, they had the titles since WrestleMania, and I think it's time for them to give it up. So RK bro, so I think RK bro is gonna win. Okay, the next match on the card. Um, I can't believe I have to say this out loud. It is Alexa Bliss versus Eva Fucking Marie. Um, um, John, John, do you want to take this first? Because I, no, I, I can't, I can't comment at this time. Um, you, you you can take the reins on this one first, cause I am rooting for Alexa Bliss. I do not. I don't know why Eva Marie has a SummerSlam match. I I want to know how much are they paying Eva Marie in her new contract. Uh. <clears throat> Was this part of her offer? Was this match part of Eva Marie's offer to come back? Because whoever pitched that to her should be fired. Because I don't understand how Eva Marie come back in the middle of the summer and automatically get a SummerSlam match. Meanwhile, Naomi can't even get a match, can't even get a singles match on Raw or SmackDown or whatever show WWE has. She, she can't even get one. So it just makes no sense to me. Oh, boy. Uh, Damon, do you, do you have any thoughts on this? No. 
Wait a minute. What about Zelina Vega? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, bro, because Damon Loki, now I got to say something, bro. There is no winners in this situation, bro. Fuck the match. Fuck everybody involved, except for Piper Niven, bro. Everybody in this situation loses, bro. Alexa Bliss is still doing this fake-ass fiend shit. Eva Marie should be banned from any athletic uh, anything. Um, free Piper Niven. The fans lose because why is Eva Marie back wrestling when Selena Vega, Naomi, Liv Morgan? Do I need to go on? I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Um, you have Piper Niven, who actually is a good wrestler. You give her this bogus ass nickname. What the fuck is a dewdrop? I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. And you have her as a sidekick to the worst women's wrestler of all time. And I don't know why the fuck they did this. Um, so, yeah, everybody loses in this situation. I got to pick somebody, um, Alexa, and just have her go back to a regular fucking human being or, or something. Please, just no. Okay, let's, let's get through this last Monday Night Raw match before I really start to lose it. Um, well, actually, two more. The next one, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Um, I don't know why this is happening at SummerSlam of all places, but it is. Um, I have Drew McIntyre winning and trying to stab Drew Mac um, Jinder Mahal afterwards because I've I've I'm not gonna lie, I've actually been watching Raw the past few weeks, suffering through this shit again, again, again. Drew McIntyre has been starting to stab Jinder Mahal for almost a month with this goddamn sword. And I feel like they're going to actually, they just might fuck around and let him do it at this point. So um, I don't know why, like this, this feud is happening way too late. I don't care. And I guess Drew, but uh, John, do you, well, do you actually think Jinder actually has a chance of winning this shit? <laughs> no. No. I mean, I, I, I mean, to order in order to make this storyline better, you might as well bring Heath, uh, Heath Slater back and just reform the 3 and to just make the storyline better. Wait, ain't he in TNA? Yeah. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. I know. <laughs> But, uh, Damien, what, what do you think about this one? Um, I, well, do you think this is going to be worth watching? That's the question. <laughs> um, first of all, who, who cares? This is such a weird feud. Um, kind of like John said, the only way that the pro- pro- prophecy would be fulfilled here is if he Slater came back to WWE and he was just yoked. They just had a triple threat match and just a big pissing contest. Um, but nah, bro, give me Jinder Mahal, bro. The modern day Maharaja, baby. You bugging? You? <laughs> hey man, okay. The last Raw match, crying out loud, which this actually should be pretty good for the U.S. title, is Sheamus and Damian Priest. Vince McMahon, 
you've been doing Damian Priest so bogus ever since WrestleMania. So if you do not give him this, like I people been saying, like, oh, well, maybe for story purposes, let Seamus win it, they have him do a rematch at another show or something. That would be cool. However, give it to Priest. No ifs, ands, or buts. No, absolutely not. Especially because I, I, I low-key got some bias against Seamus now because I, I went to the show in Detroit and he had some choice words for the city that I wasn't too fond of. You know, I know he was just doing his job and it worked, but I'm kind of pissed off. So, um, no, absolutely not. But, <clears throat> Damon, who, who do you have as the new champ? Well, do you you think Seamus going to retain or do you think Damien's going to win this? Um, I think it's Damien's time. Um, he's had a really good uh, main roster, I guess. I don't know what you call it. His run in so far has been good. Had that good match at WrestleMania. I mean, considering Sheamus has yet to defend it on pay-per-view since WrestleMania, like, and he's just defended it against Humberto Carrillo and Ricochet like every once in a while on Raw, like two or three times a week. And please just change it. You, Damian Priest, too good. We need this. Uh, John, do you what do you what do you think? Do you think the title's going to change, or is Vince going to fuck this up again? I think Vince is going to fuck it up. I think this is going to fuck it up because, you know, he wants to humble NXT wrestlers. I don't know why, but, yeah, this is going to fuck it up. As much as I love Damian Priest, it's going to fuck it up. Well, that's the uh, the raw side, thankfully. Um, now, this, this – I'm going to say now, I'm going to predict this is going to be the match of the night tomorrow. Um, Edge versus Seth Rollins – and I don't know. Um, I don't know who I would actually pick. This is this is hard because you know, of course, you know, I love Edge. Like Edge needs a win, man. Like he 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 hasn't won, you know. I mean, but I mean, it makes sense for Seth Rollins to win because you know he's not really the young star. But I mean, look, I can't pick. I can't pick. Um, the winners is the winner is the fans. I'll, I'll put it that way. That the winner is the fans. Real shit. <laughs> well, John, uh, who who has okay? Who would make more sense winning? That I'll put it that way. Wow, who has more sense to winning? I really don't know. I'm going to just say it like that. I really don't know. I think the fans have more sense of winning because we are receiving two Hall of Famers in one match we never even thought of. Both great wrestlers, both are legends, and they're in a match together. Uh, if Seth Rollins beat Edge, then Seth Rollins is automatically, like, when he retires, first year Hall of Famer. Like, when he retires, automatically. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, if Edge wins, then he has bragging rights, I guess. But, yeah, I'm really hyped for that match. Yeah, man, man, me too, me too. But, uh, Damon, what do you, what do you think? Um, who who has the best case 
what are the best reasons they that uh they should go over? Man, this is tough because like obviously no matter what fans fans win with this match, but like this match is such like a long time coming because the way that they their careers and then they kind of overlap in the sense of how they went. God, I don't know, man. Because Edge has lost just about every match. <laughs> um, I think I, okay, so I'm saying, I think I want Seth Rollins to win, but I think Edge is going to win. Yeah, I, I can see it. I, I still can't pick, though. I, I just can't. <laughs> but uh, next up, um, the SmackDown Tag Team titles, the Usos versus the Mysterios. Um, the Mysterios aren't winning. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know why anyone would think otherwise, but they're not. Basically, what's going to happen is, and I, I can feel this shit coming, because I've been watching SmackDown, and it looks like Dominic and Ray got some tension. So I feel like what's going to happen is Dominic going to end up getting a little too hype. He's going to get distracted, rolled up, and whatever. Ray going to get on him about it, and Dominic is going to beat his ass. The son turns on the father. I'm calling that. I'm calling it now. I, I'm, I'm calling it. That's that's the way I'm going to put it. Um, it makes sense, you know, Um I mean, I'm, Dominic's okay, but it's just kind of like, okay, he's his dad's son. What What's more to him? So, like, if they did a father versus son feud, that shit would low-key go crazy. But, uh, Damon, what do you – okay, I'm pretty sure the result is obvious. Okay, what do you think the outcome is going to be? Like, the aftermath. Yo, that's a really good theory. Because, um, like you said, I haven't been watching SmackDown either, but – um, that would be a really cool way to kind of further the feud because, like you said, there's no way the Mysterios are winning. Like, the Bloodline, that dynasty, um, kind of the run right now has too much momentum to just kind of get shrunk by the. But I think kind of setting a tone for, like, a... Um, career versus max match between the two or something like that i think would be really dope long term sitting them just winning the championship back yeah <laughs> yeah uh john do you do you think that they could actually pull the trigger on a feud after this mm, like a ray mysterio and then dominic yeah uh i can't see it uh i can't no way, because no way Dominic would turn heel on his father after his father fought for him at SummerSlam 2005 against Eddie Guerrero. No. I mean, technically, that's not his dad. Like, you, you if, we, if you really want to go, go deep, I mean, technically, that's not his dad anyway. But, you know... You, you remember that storyline, you know, 05, when Eddie came out and said that Dominic was his son instead and that he gave him a ring? That, you know, technically, you know, I mean, Vicky Guerrero, she was AEW. She, she could come out, you know, you know, 
It could happen. No, that's not going to happen. But next match, uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I've heard rumors that this might not happen. And I they, they haven't really, they haven't disclosed why it might not happen. But this needs to happen. I'm, I'm absolutely, um, these two black women, these two amazingly talented, beautiful black women who had the match of pretend they 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 had the match of WrestleMania. They 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 stole the show both nights. Um <clears throat> there was also um a story going around that uh Megan and Stallion was supposed to be a SummerSlam tomorrow with Bianca. But somehow Vince fucked that up. So um I don't know, but Bianca has to win. Um, I love Sasha. I know Sasha kind of she has a reputation as somewhat of a loser in big matches. I, I understand that, but Bianca Belair is like one of the hottest things in the company right now. So it would be stupid to take it off of her. But um John, what do you think? What do you think? Um, do you think it's gonna happen if and if it does, who should win it? I hope the match happens. Uh, I think it would happen. And I think Bianca Belair is going to win. Um, yeah, I think Bianca Belair is she's going to win. Uh, if Sasha does win, I won't be mad. I think it will be an actually smart move because, you know, we got the villain back to betray Bianca. And then now she's champion again. And she's, she's just dominating everyone. And yeah. Not now. The fans win again. Exactly. Uh, Damon, what you think about it? Yeah, I, I think Bianca retains. I actually happened to stumble across an article, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, um, talking about kind of the, like the rumor about it not happening because they got like pulled from live events. But I guess they were just doing that just to make sure they're good, kind of like just like a rest kind of thing. So I think that they should be fine, but uh, hopefully it happens because the fans win, and I wouldn't be mad yeah. at either winning, but I it'd be nice to see Bianca, you know, continue a nice long reign. Yeah. yeah. I think also pull them because they don't want another Bailey to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, but she got hurt while she was training, though. So, I mean, I understand it, but um, I think they're the only two women on the card. So, I I need them to be there. Not even because just because they're women, but they're black as well. And they're Bianca Baylor and Sasha Banks. So, <clears throat> but let's get to the main event. The, the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, ever since the rumors came about... <clears throat> For the universal title, it's Roman Reigns and John Cena. Now, let me make this very clear. And when I say this, I speak for me and Jalen when I say this. Vincent Kennedy fucking McMahon. As much as I love Roman Reigns, I swear to God, if he somehow beats Goat John. I'm I'm straight up coming to HQ. 
I will burn that shit to the fucking ground. Like with, with sticks, like I will rub some sticks together and light that bitch myself. No, no lighters. No, we, we're doing this old fashioned with my bare hands. Y'all, y'all are not about to interrupt. This man officially being cast as the GOAT, okay? People saying like, oh, well, they might do it as a, a jab at Ric Flair. No, they had this plan beforehand. So stop that. By the way, speaking of Ric Flair, man, I know the picture wasn't him, but hey, man, go Rick. Y'all, y'all, if, if you know, you know. Go Rick. That's all I'm going to say. But, um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you know, John, he has the potential to win his 17th chip, which he deserves. Um, I don't see any reason why Roman should win. I love again, I love Roman, but it's it's literally Cena wins a rewrite. Like this is one night stand 2005 in reverse, bro. If Cena loses, we write. I'm I'm serious. Like I will go to Stanford, bro. I I ain't never been to Connecticut. I ain't never thought about Connecticut, but I'll be there. Trust me. I'm not fucking playing, Vince. I'm not fucking playing. Do what needs to be done. But, uh, John, do you think they're going to do what, what's necessary? I really hope so. I really do. I really do, man. I want John Cena to win. But I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Creative's going to fuck up. They're going to put Roman as the winner. But going back onto the Usos and Rey Mysterio, I think the Usos are going to lose. And then when Roman wins and the Usos come out to celebrate, Roman's going to beat them up. Because he's like, you're not the tag team champions no more. It's the bloodline. We never lose. We whisper. We whisper that. Unless you hear. I could, I could, I could see that. Um, I hope that's not what happens, but I could see it. I, but uh, Damon, what do you think is gonna happen? Um, honestly, so not even talking about like what could happen beyond this. I think that that match could potentially be one of Roman's best matches that he's had. I think that this has the potential to be one of his best matches ever. Storytelling-wise, I think this could be an amazing match for him. Um, man. I wouldn't be necessarily mad if Roman won, but I think that John Cena should win because I think he deserves to have the, the title record. And this is the opportunity to start doing that. Uh, because, I mean, if you look back, Roman beat John Cena the last time this happened. So it's not like he has, it's not like he lost the first time and has something to prove. He's already beat him. So it's not like he hasn't beat him before in this similar situation. So I think John Cena wins. Queen. Can we can we just talk about the build for this though? How this has been one of the best well, builds they've done in years. Cause this shit here, they they brought up fucking 
not, little nods to CM Punk and oh, yeah. you know Dean Ambrose. They talking about missionary position, man. This this is this is top tier, bro. And apparently, like you know, Roman not scripting, getting scripted no more. So apparently, from what I heard, what they did last Friday, they completely did that shit off the top of the dome. And <laughs> man, that shit's been beautiful to watch. But yeah, that's gonna do it for our SummerSlam predictions. I don't think we're gonna get any of these wrong. Um, if we do, then there will be hell to pay for for, for most of these. <clears throat> but the next wrestling topic, the most overrated wrestlers of all times. This this is gonna be like a just a little discussion. Um, some names that come off the top of my head. Um. Of course, Kenny Omega, Hulk Hogan, the Young Bucks. Uh, I'm trying to think who it was. Somebody else, but um, I mean, just trying to break those down. Hulk, what did Hulk Hogan do? Good. Can can either one of y'all answer that for me? What what name one thing Hulk Hogan did well? Your face to little kids. I was gonna say he just was the original face of wrestling that's the, and i that's reasons the i don't understand eat your vegetables and i don't know i mean but, randy savage was right there but you know i was gonna say randy savage was very irresponsible at that time period. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't think he was the right person to be the face of a country <laughs> Okay, I, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> um, I mean, the Young Bucks, they um, they have the same match every week, and they get they just get applauded for it. And I don't understand, but um, sure, okay, best tag team ever. Wow, no, um, that guy Kenny, um, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. But everybody says he's the GOAT. Uh, no. Um, first of all, I understand that some things in wrestling are not going to be so real and everything because it's, it's scripted and everything. But the one wing angel is the most complicated shit I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. It is the most complicated shit I've ever fucking seen. And seven star matches. Okay, Dev Melson, stop stuck in this dick. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the, that's just three that come to mind for me. All right. Um, my overrated wrestlers, the Bella Twins, number one. They're number one. You got Hulk Hogan. Uh, a lot of people won't say this, but Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Psycho Sid, and Lex Luger. Uh, there was another one I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. What's his name? What's his name? John, all you're emptying the clip. <laughs> Uh, Goldberg. 
Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Goldberg. Him. Seen in present Goldberg. Overrated. Overrated. Uh, who was overrated? Great Khali when he first came. Great Khali went from the guy that won't be defeated to, oh, he's just a guy for the kids. And it's like, what, what in the world? Jobby Playboy, maybe. And didn't he come back for like Jinder Mahal? Yes, in the Punjabi, the the prison. I, mean, I match, forgot about the bamboo. I forgot about that. I forgot oh my about god! That. Well, one match. I think we collectively forgot about that match. Hey man, chill. That's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he came back to help Jinder Mahal, and he didn't even, you know, become a sidekick or anything like the side, like like he was before when he first came in WWE. Like, yeah. Yeah, those are my overrated. <laughs> this man real life emptied the clip on the whole industry, dog. I'm fucking weak. But uh, Damon, what's yours? Yeah, so I definitely initially agree with everyone that's been named so far. But I have one that's a bit controversial. Um, we've been talking about him a little bit so far today. Uh, and I believe a very overrated person is Mr. Ric Flair. Um, let's talk about it for a minute. Do I even want to let you finish? I, 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 you know what? Go, go ahead. I, I, I want to I hear your reasoning first before I hold you. Okay, so... We know we got even to win all the championships. That's fine. First of all, answer me this question, and I need you to unbiasedly answer this question first. Was he a good wrestler? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what do you? What do we? I mean, if we're talking like two thousand six and afterwards, okay, but. 90s? <laughs> like, what did he do really well, though? From the selling to making people hate him to making people actually love him to the submission that he had with the figure four leg lock and then creating the four horsemen stable, which revolutionized group stables. If it wasn't for the four horsemen, then there wouldn't be no new day, no, no evolution, no Force, what was that for? Horseman group in TNA? For the uh, main event, main event mafia. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he oh, would have been, yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, John just said everything. I, I ain't gotta say nothing. Um, Rick Flair, dog. Um, oh, dude's just not my cup of tea, honestly. Oh, man. That's like borderline saying Bret Hart overrated, dog. <laughs> oh. Whew. See, I forgot to post the, the worst takes poll on my IG, so that, that's just going to be our one for the day. <laughs> um, wow, bro. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. Do you have another one on the overrated list? Because I just want to hear. Yeah, one. I, I you gotta uh, redeem yourself with that one, dog. You you gotta redeem yourself. 
Um, let me see. I was thinking about somebody else before that. Um, you can say Ray Flair is over. His daughter too. No, I'm playing. I'm joking. Jokes, jokes, oh, jokes, no. jokes, I would have left. I would have left. Jokes. I would have left the call. Jokes. Now the number of times she's been. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, but oh, oh boy. damn. <laughs> oh man. But if you don't have another one, that's gonna do it for the wrestling side. Yeah, moving on to the NBA. Our first topic, NBA-wise, is the most toxic NBA fan bases. Oh, that's easy. Like, let's, uh, all right, all right, John, go ahead. Number one, Los Angeles Lakers. They're the most disgusting, noisy fan base in American history. They make me sick every freaking year, ever since LeBron joined the Lakers. You know we're going to win it, right? You know we're going to win, right? You know we're going back to finals, right? You, you know we're going back to finals, right? And then when LeBron got eliminated first round, oh, if AD wasn't hurt, we would have we would have passed seats. If AD wasn't hurt, we would have got past it. We would have got past Denver. We would have got past uh, uh, who, who, who? Uh, we would we would have beat the Clippers. Oh, and now Dame coming here. <laughs> but when Dame hey, coming here, bro, it's bad for y'all, bro. Hey man, nah, bro. They talking about they trying to get. Russ, Dame, and Chris Paul all at the same time. Like, no, that's no, not going to happen. Um, honestly, I'd, I'd even go as far as to say it's not even just the Lakers, bro. It's the entire state of California, bro. Because first of all, that entire state by wish washy as hell when it comes to who they cheer for, man. Because they switch between the Lakers and the Warriors and the Clippers. And for some reason, they cheer for Miami. I for, for God knows why. And I'm just like, bro, can y'all just stick to one man? Because even in Texas, you say Miami? They 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 were they were Miami Heat fans. Like big when they when that big three was there, and you know, Kobe was hurt and everything. Oh, they, oh okay. you know, they wish you watch you, bro. Like, can y'all just stick to one team? Like, at least in Texas, they know who they're cheering for. Everybody in Dallas in the Dallas area. They cheer for the Mavericks. Everybody in San Antonio area, they cheer for the Spurs. They don't cross over unless one of them gets knocked out in the playoffs or something, and they got to go for somebody that's in the state. They be switching through teams more than Kardashians switch through black men, bro. That's a problem. That is a problem. Uh, Next toxic fan base, um, the Utah Jazz. Um, Well, the fans are racist. That's, That's the only way I can really put it. Um, the fans are disgustingly racist. Um, the way they did Russ, the way they did Michael Jordan. I mean, they tried to poison Michael Jordan in the finals. Did it work? No, not even close. But um, let's see who else. Uh, Chicago not as toxic as they used to be. Their biggest issue is that most Chicago Bulls fans are dick riding a dude that they've literally never seen play once in a lifetime. So um, I'm trying to think who else comes to mind. Rockets fans are pretty ass, too. 
Okay, let we oh wait, but let's clarify modern day Rockets fans. Modern Rockets fans. Because yeah. y'all talking about oh Jalen Green's better than Kate. Okay, let's let's relax. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I had some bias because you know we drafted K, but now I have more bias because Jalen Green don't know when to shut his fucking mouth. Um for people that are saying, oh well. Jalen Green outscored Cade. Dude, I want y'all to realize that um, Jalen Green scored 25 points, but 18 of them bitches came when Cade wasn't in the game. And when Cade was in the game, he was guarding JG. He was locking that ass up. Him and Killian Hayes was locking his ass up. Cade Gunningham, y'all, y'all saw that crossover. Y'all, y'all saw the ankle breaker. Y'all saw it. I'm about to get that motherfucker printed on the shirt, man. When when uh when the Pistons play Houston, bro, I'm going home. And y'all, y'all know, y'all know the deal, man. It's gonna be the 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 you know, it's gonna be beaters and little seizures, man. The Cena and Little Caesars Arena, bro. Cause you know Malice at the Palace 2 can't happen because they blew it up. But oh boy. But Damon, what what do you have to say about the Houston fans since you brought them up? I don't know. They just be acting like. I think it really started. It started with. It started kind of with the Harden era. Era. I think that's when they started to get a little bold, because they they had a, finally had a start that they hadn't had it really in a minute. Um, and it was just there was always an excuse on why they didn't have playoff success. Literally. And. So then they added Chris Paul. Well, first they added Dwight Howard, and that weren't the crap. Then they got rid of him, and they brought in Chris Paul again. Oh, well, if his hand did get injured, uh, uh, they would have won. And then next year, oh, well, Russ, well, he would uh, 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 it's always, it's always some. And then everybody, cruci- I mean, everybody crucified James Harden once he finally wanted to leave. And then... Yeah, I think that's my major like yeah. strife with them. But I think we're really forgetting easily one of the most specimens of the earth in that with Philadelphia 76ers fans. Honestly, the whole city of Philadelphia in general, they are the worst. <laughs> man, look, I, I got some people from Philly that listen to this podcast, man, look. I mean, I'll focus y'all heavy. Y'all my people. But uh, the way y'all make, first of all, all them fucking excuses y'all made for Ben Simmons until this year, y'all honestly owe every other NBA fan base an apology. Because we told y'all the man was ass. But y'all kept y'all kept hyping him up, saying, oh, well, it's the Kardashians' fault. Or, um, you know, he, he's, he's just... He's just losing his confidence. Like, mm. listen, I mean, I understand, you know, probably losing his confidence because I don't know what the fuck happened after Summer's League 2016. Or was that 2017? See, I don't even remember when dude got drafted. That's how long ago it was. But he he was shooting mid-ranges and everything, and he, he was doing his thing, man. Now he's scared to dunk on little-ass Trey Young and can't make a fucking free throw to save his life. Free Joel Embiid, man. I know they just gave him the max contract, but free him. I honestly don't even free him, bro. Just 
Y'all just need to blow it up and build around and beat, man. Get rid of Daniel Green. Get rid of Ben Simmons. Um, I don't know, man. Trade for Dane, at least, please. Trade trade for Damian Lillard. Get get rid of Benjamin. But okay, and this 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 next team, I'm gonna say, is is not the way y'all think it is. When I when I say this, this is a future toxic fan base. The Detroit Pistons. But here's the thing. When I say that the Pistons are about to be toxic, we deserve to be toxic. We dealt with y'all bullshit for 14 fucking years. Y'all, y'all was talking about, oh, well, the Pistons are always bound to be garbage. But look, look, look at us now. Look at us now. Number one pick. We got solid young, solid young core. We had a candidate for most improved player in the league who should have been an all-star. We we deserve to be toxic. So when my Kay Cunningham jersey comes in October, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't. Y'all are gonna hate me, and I'm gonna make sure you hate me all season long. Like I'm going to absolutely make sure that y'all hate me with a passion. And I'm I can't wait. Um Okay, but moving on to our final NBA topic, we're going to be grading some of the teams off seasons thus far. And I want to start with the Lakers. Um, My question is, who has Rob Polinka been around? Where is all this cap space coming from? Because something ain't right. Some, something ain't right here. Because this man has fleeced the league of talent. In one offseason, you get Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, you re-sign Taylor. Uh, among other pieces, and you, you still have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I don't I don't know how he did it. And I don't like the moves because now I have a reason to hate the Lakers. But y'all cannot say that this was not an A-plus thus far. And I don't see how it could get worse. Like, even they even got rid of Dennis Schroeder. Motherfuckers said he wanted 100 mil and took like five one one point five million or something like that. Got rid of him. Man, that's oh boy. And y'all y'all upgraded him with Russ. That's crazy. So I, I gotta get that move at A plus. But uh Damon, what would you say about the Lakers? I agree. Um they made a they had a very aggressive offseason. Um they definitely needed I don't know. I didn't think they're going to be aggressive enough to get Russ. I didn't not in a million years. Yeah, that was going to happen, but um, that might be the piece to get them to where they want to be. And like Russ said, he's like, we getting them together, and we taking these young cats out, and that just might be the formula. Once they figure out um, spacing and how they're going to kind of structure their offense. I think that's going to be a very dangerous team. So 
I'm going to agree and give their off season an A. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm right with you. Um. You know, I want Russ to get a ring. Uh, I'd rather it not be with the Lakers. So I'm not really gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna root for the Lakers. I'm gonna root for Russ. Um. Let's see. Another team that I have to talk about is the Portland Trailblazers. And that's just a solid fucking F. They are doing everything in their power to make sure Damian Lillard requests a trade, which he should have done a long time ago. What they've done absolutely nothing. Not even like it, it'd be under it'd be different if they okay, well, they hadn't done anything to convince Dame to stay, but they've done nothing. I, I can't name a single free agent who or, or, or trade that's happened in Portland. I, I can't. I mean, oh, yeah, Ben McLemore. That 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 takes them all the way over edge. You know, they're going to be NBA champions now. Ben McLemore, no. Come on now. Your franchise player is trying to leave, and you're doing nothing to get him to stay. Like, at least when Houston was about to lose Jay Martin, at least they traded for John Wall, and they signed Boogie. Like, they did something at least. So, um, F, that, that's all I can say. But, uh, Damon, what do you think the Blazers could have or should have done if they're trying to keep Damian Lillard on the team? Um, I think they should have been more aggressive in free agency. Uh, they didn't have a low enough draft pick to be super aggressive in the draft, to be honest. Um. I don't fully know what their cap situation is, but they they should have done more in the free agency. He needs something. McCollum and Nurkic just this is not enough. Whether it was either adding another star or even bringing more solidified rotation guys, I think even could have helped that team more. Um, I was going to say the only team I could think of that had just as bad of an offseason would be the freaking Mavericks. Their offseason was laughable. And they literally, Dallas only literally had to make one move. That's literally all they had to do, and they didn't do it. And they still haven't done it. So I don't I don't understand. And then I, I don't, but speaking of Dallas, um, I give them a D minus. You know, I mean, they they gave Luca the max contract, which I'm I'm perfectly fine for because he deserves that. But you still got Porzingis on the roster, and then to replace Rick Carlisle, you bring in Jason Kidd. And Jason Kidd, you know, I don't I don't know how many like if y'all have read the Giannis book yet. Um, I've read excerpts of it. I haven't read. I haven't bought the book yet. But there's just so many buck stories of when Jason Kidd was over there. And I'm honestly terrified for Luca and all of them and Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, yeah, they did resign Tim Hardaway Jr. He should have came back home and went to the Pistons, but that's okay. But um, Jason Kidd might be one of the most toxic coaches in NBA history, and I'm I'm honestly terrified for Luca. So, yeah, I, I have to give him a D minus. Um, what was the other team I was thinking? Of? Oh. Yeah, damn it. I'm gonna let you take that one first, but um the Bulls. You say you want me to talk about the yeah. Bulls or talk about the Mavericks? Um, the Bulls, 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 Bulls. 
they they had a really aggressive. I really like their moves this offseason. I think Lonzo Ball can, barring any, I know they said they're investigating or whatever, but barring that, I think Ball was a really good move. Um, who did they draft? Do they who did they draft? Uh, I don't remember. Wait a minute. I can't even. I feel like they drafted somebody. You know? Was it Scotty Barnes? Uh, or did he go to Toronto? He went to Toronto. Um, uh, let me look. I'm looking it up right now. He's a Bulls. They got uh, a Ayu Ayo Dasun Dasun. Oh, I thought they. I thought they had. I thought they had a lottery pick. Our yeah, show, that's, their, that's their, had, their only pick. Yeah, they had a second round. I thought pick. they had a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. But, I, but yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I think they're really starting to build a solid roster. And they had a solid core with Levine, Vucevic, Kobe White, Wendell. No, Wendell Carter is not there anymore. Um, but yeah, they, they're solid. I'm excited to see uh, what they do this season. Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually going to enjoy watching Chicago Bulls basketball because I, I hate the Bulls. Um, the moves they made, you you could argue between them and the Lakers are having the best offseason, man. I mean, this they stole Lonzo from the world. <laughs> They stole Lonzo, man. I, they got Lonzo now. They added DeMar DeRozan. They got Zach Levine, Vucevic, Kobe White. Man, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so shocked because they, they've really fleeced New Orleans. Like, of all people that they could have given to get Lonzo, that they they gave they they brought in Garrett Temple and Sadoransky from Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. Um, I have no comment on New Orleans, but Chicago, well, well done. Um, I'm actually gonna enjoy watching Chicago games this year. I I'm I'm man. Um, let's see. The Pistons, um, I mean, in regards to really offseason moves, they haven't done too much. I mean, they re-signed Corey Joseph for God knows why, but they re- did re-sign Jaime Diallo, um, Saban Lee as well. Um, but let's talk, let's let's talk about the the way that the Pistons performed in the summer league. Now, obviously they're not the summer league champions like I predicted, but Boy, oh boy, like I, I saw some really great things. Um, Sadiq Bay created his own shot. That man Cartier K was doing what he needed to do on the floor. Um man, Killian Hayes, his his defense has improved greatly. Um an, an underrated guy that I gotta talk about is Sekou Demboya. Um, I know these aren't really offseason moves, but I just I I wouldn't it wouldn't be right if I didn't talk about him. Uh Sekou, I was Kind of wondering like why why he would even get a roster spot, but after the summer league, like 
defensively, man, he has improved so much. Like, I don't know. I think it might have been that first game or the second game, but he had five blocks, and I'm just like, hey, the other guy I have to talk about. <laughs> I I'm, I'm low-key wanted to wait until John got back to say this, but we we do owe Luka Garza an apology. Um, you know, I, I but then again, like I said, he was gonna be nice in summer league, but I didn't think he was gonna be this good. Like, uh, I, I'm I'm glad that he got the two way. Um, I, I wish that he could have gotten like that uh that official roster spot, but I think he I think he it would be good for him in uh the G League getting on that two way contract because once they bring him up. He's really gonna be an issue for everybody. But uh Damon, what did what did you what did you like seeing out of Luca Garza in summer league? Um he he proved he definitely proved me wrong for sure. Um he definitely still has, you know, he still is a he's a work in progress, kind of as we talked about before. Um working on that agility, still losing some more weight. Um, but he performed really well. I was really um, – I wasn't surprised about the offense because he's, he's, really, he's always been a very good scorer. Um, but his yeah. defense, you know, once again, still be a work in progress. But I really liked what I saw with the Pistons in general. Um, <laughs> with the GOAT, Tyler Cook, <laughs> Jareel's favorite player. Um but no, I really liked what I saw. Unfortunately, they weren't able to uh, top the good old Oklahoma City Thunder as I predicted. Um, but they, but it, it was fun. They, they're, they're going to be a fun team to watch this season. I know you just didn't just do that. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. What I do? Talking about them, them goddamn OKC Thunder. Hey, you know what we didn't do? Lose to the Pistons. Hey, man, listen. Damn. I can't even say nothing. I I, I, I can't even say nothing that time, man. But um, the last team I want to talk about now that John is back. <laughs> the Washington Wizards. <laughs> and I'm going to ask John, um, what would you grade the Washington Wizards offseason thus far? <laughs> On a grade scale of A through F, give it a C. That's kind of generous. I know. Uh, the reason why, because we got Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh yeah, y'all sure did. Y'all did. Yeah. Um but that that trade that that, that trade upset me, bro. I mean, I don't know how you give up Russ for Kuzma, Harold, and uh Caldwell Pope. And then we get Aaron Holiday. And then, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, he's nice. He's a good player. It just ain't Russ, man. I, I thought Russ was going to be here for, like, you know, two, three, four years. But apparently not. 
but that 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 upset me. I, I don't know what to say, man. See, I, I like Spencer Dinwiddie, and I like Montrez. I like KCP. But, man, look, the reason I got to get you all D is just off of the fact that not only did you lose Russell Westbrook, but in return, although you got Montrez and KCP, y'all got MVP Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> look, man. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh boy, uh, the Washington Wizards, man. Um, the future, um, rebirth of the Seattle SuperSonics, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for the Give it up for the Wizards. Wow, the Seattle SuperSonics. <laughs> hey man, you'll still you'll still have the Mystics. You'll you'll be fine. Come on, man. You, bro, you're a WNBA champion, bro. You 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 got that. You still have the Mystics. I know, but I want to win both, bro. I want to win both. Who says they're an NBA champion and a WNBA champion? You got Bill Lambeer? I'm trying to be both. I'm trying to be both, man. Hey, I want, man, I want if, if the Wizards win a title by, what, it's 2021? If the Wizards win a title by 2026, I will shave my beard off. That is 2030. 20, no, that's that's stretching it. That's stretching it. <laughs> Cause uh that's 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 more so pistons range. Um I will I will shave my beard off for six months and I, I'll leave it for three months. That's that's how dead serious I am. Cause y'all know my for those of y'all like my beard is my pride and joy, bro. I, I mean that. <laughs> but that's gonna do it for the NBA side and moving into the WNBA. We are a couple weeks a couple weeks late talking about this. Well, a week late. But the Commissioner's Cup happened, ladies and gentlemen. And I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Um, I would like a public apology on air from both Damon and John for doubting Brianna Stewart and the Seattle Storm. I'm 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 waiting on that apology. Who who doubted them? Y'all said, doubted but here's them. the thing. I'm not saying doubted, <laughs> but y'all were bro, listen, because y'all was on my head for rooting for team USA. And y'all both said Connecticut was winning this. Listen, that game got out of quick out of hand quick. I I <laughs> Look, it was it was real close in like the first quarter and like the beginning of the second quarter, and I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but Brianna Stewart <laughs> and Jewel Wood and Super Bird, I, I I don't know what what they tapped into, but um, they won by they won by more than twenty, and um, they, it was a twenty two point win in the Commissioner's Cup, man, a mid season tournament. I'm not saying I'm not bad mouth in Connecticut because y'all, y'all know I, I love me some John Cole Jones and Dewana Bonner. Y'all know I do. But y'all just watched the future W, the 2021 WNBA champions, just demolish the Connecticut Sun. Oh, it was one game. I was hey, gonna man. say you also have to take into account that 
one of those teams, one of those two teams just had nine players just finish the Olympics and they've been playing basketball and when the others have been off for what, how long was that? Almost a month. They had the, the Seattle storm had, I think they said the most players on the Olympic roster this season. That's like the whole, like their whole team was almost on the roster. And that's the crazy thing. Like they play all those Olympic games and still were able to pull out that type of performance. Because it, it got to the point where in the fourth quarter, they were just having fun. Like, they weren't even hooping, but they was just having fun. So, I, I, I definitely have to give props to Seattle and Connecticut for even getting that far, man. Like, you know, Connecticut, they're still a great team. You know, again, like, the team doesn't count. It doesn't count against the team record or individual stats or anything. But congratulations yeah. to the Seattle Storm. The I don't think that seemed to be like that for I mean, I don't see the blowout happening, but, you know, I, I definitely think that Seattle will win again. Um, 2021 NBA champion, man. I, this, this is the one. Like, I was wrong about Phoenix, but this is the one. I'm, I'm, I refuse to be wrong about this. If, if I happen to if, – if Seattle loses, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I might run away. I don't know. But I, I cannot bet against them at all. My, I absolutely cannot. But what did y'all – well, John, I'll ask you first. What did you like seeing out of Connecticut in that game, even though the game really didn't count much towards the rest of the regular season? Um. um. Man, I, what I like from Connecticut, I mean, I really, what I like, I only like John Chloe Jones because um, she played against my sister when they were in college. But uh, John Chloe Jones is just doing John Chloe Jones things. Um, Seattle looked totally dominant. To the, yeah, and Connecticut never held a lead in the game. So, um, yeah, Seattle's heavy favorites win it. To win it all, uh, yeah. I hope someone just comes yeah. in and just beat some, please. I don't want Brianna Stewart win another title. Like she won four in a row at UConn, and she already won one in, in twenty eighteen. I don't want to see, and she won two. <laughs> oh Jesus! But uh, Damon, I'm. I want to. I want to ask you this: seeing that, you know. Brianna Stewart and Sue Burr, like, and the rest of the Olympic storm teammates, they were in the Olympics and they played, what, nine games? And Connecticut, they had time off. What do you think made the game what it was? Like, what, what was the what, – what, what do you think was the reason that Connecticut started to slip in that second quarter? Um, I want to say inconsistent uh, shooting. Um, so I'm not mistaken. I think they were, they, first of all, that first quarter, they started off shooting very bad and they were having very inconsistent, sporadic 
um, shots going up. So I think that kind of messed them up early. Um, because like I, I love Dewana Bonner, but sometimes she can be very inefficient with shoots. Uh, but honestly, I think the brightest part I took out of that game was the ability that Connecticut had on the boards because consistently throughout the game, they were grabbing offensive rebounds like the whole game. And honestly, if it wasn't for them shooting so bad, I'm not saying they would have won, but it definitely would have been a much better game. Definitely, definitely. Um, and now moving into our final topic of the day, top tier WNBA moments throughout history. And this this is going to be an open-ended conversation as well, but just some of the moments throughout the history of the WNBA that were just great moments to see. The first one that I have that comes to mind is – that Los Angeles Sparks game in I forgot what year, but y'all know what I'm the very first dunk in WNBA history. Lisa Leslie goes down on the fast break and she won she won hands that thing, man. That man, I I I wish that I was well, when was that? I forgot. Was it 2001? You know, that, that's a moment that I wish that I could have been a part of because, I mean, everybody was like, oh, well, it's the WNBA. When are they going to dunk? When are they going to dunk? Is somebody going to dunk? And seeing Lisa Leslie for the very first time in the history of the league throwing that down. And then not to mention, like, that dunk, we, we never thought we would see much of it again. And then we see Candace Parker dunk. And then we see Brittany Griner dunk multiple times in multiple seasons. Like, I think Brittany Griner dunks at least twice a season. And every single dunk is just special because you don't see it often. Like, women are not known to dunk a basketball because most women are not that tall to be able to do it. But it's happened. Like, Brittany Griner, she has been, again, at least two times every season. But that's that's one my my one of my moments has to be the Lisa Leslie dunk. Um, Damon, what what moment comes to mind for you first? Um, you know, being from Detroit, we definitely got. I feel like we got to talk about the you know, our good old Mystic. It's not Mystics, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about John. Um, Detroit Shock winning all them championships. Um. Obviously, I didn't really watch the WNBA much outside of this past season, but one thing that I always heard and saw growing up was the shock being a great team here. And um, it's still a Bring Back the Shock podcast. Um, So, um, yeah, get on that WNBA. We want that. Uh, John, what's the moment that comes to mind for you? I got two moments. Uh, Teresa Weatherspoon in the WNBA Finals against Houston, uh, the Houston Comets, when um, they were about to lose a series, and uh, they were about to, it was the New York, New York Liberty about to lose a series against Houston, 
and Houston was already having their confetti coming down. Therese Westbrook got the ball, shot the ball from half court, banked it in and forced a game three, I believe, game three or game five. And the whole arena was just shocked, like, holy crap. If you haven't seen that, I recommend watching that. And then the second one I would have to say is uh, happened in the bubble. Um, Shea Petty hit the buzzer beater in the first round of the playoffs when she was playing against Phoenix Mercury against the Mystics. Oh, my gosh. Watching that game, I was rooting for the Mystics to win. I was like, we, we, we were up. <laughs> we were up by six. Or, I think we were up by like four or five. Well, it was like a minute 30 left, and we lost. We lost. I, 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 uh. And when Shea Petty hit that buzzer beater, it was like revenge on us because it showed that she won a championship with us, and then we cut her in the middle of the season in the bubble just for her to get signed by Phoenix and then eliminate us in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, that was, that was karma, and that was a legendary moment. Man. Um, another moment that just comes to mind for me, like I, I've been waiting to say, I'm, I'm surprised that neither, neither one of y'all has said this, but Dallas Wings versus New York Liberty in 2018, when Liz Cambage drops 53, let alone like for, for context. So Liz Cambage was drafted by the Tulsa Shock, which was originally the Detroit Shock, which became the Dallas Wings. She left the WNBA because she didn't want to play in Tulsa for five years. Comes back, plays for the team she hates, and drops 53 points. I don't know about you, but if I'm playing for a team that I don't like and I drop 53 in a game, that 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 had to be her coming out party. Like it had to be. Like that specific moment is what drew everybody to Liz Cambage. And that's why everybody's paying attention to her with the Las Vegas Aces, which is why I'm kind of mad at 2K because for whatever reason, Liz Cambage is not a 95. But you know what? I'm not even gonna go there today. Um, another moment, this isn't really like a, a specific, you know, basketball moment, but I would have to say when Maya Moore left the league, because look at the work she's done since she's left the league. Like she got a friend, like a friend that she made while in the league, she left, she stopped playing basketball altogether to get this innocent man out of jail, gets him out of jail marries him and then continues to work. I miss I miss watching Maya Moore play, but the mission is more important. Um another moment, this isn't really like a, a moment moment specifically, but finding out that Skylar Diggins played an entire WNBA season dealing with mental health issues as well as being pregnant. Now, I, I was a little hurt when I found out because, you know, Skylar Diggins, that, that used to be my wife um, at one point. Um, don't tell Jalen I said that because he'll he'll come from my head. But, you know, that, that used to be my WNBA wife back in, like, 2014-ish. 
So, you know, I, I was hurt when I found out, but hey, man, it, it's it's all respect. But uh John, you said you got you said you have another moment moment in uh your mind. Yeah. Uh the Los Angeles Sparks in the Detroit shop brawl in 2008. <laughs> that was WNBA's version of Malice in the Palace. It that 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 whole thing was just messy. Oh my you got Candace Parker. And then, yeah, you got Candace Parker and uh, Panette Pearson just, just going, they're just going at it. And then you got Cheryl Ford trying to be peacemaker, and then she tears her ACL. And she, now she's got to get a wheelchair. She's out for the year. Also, you got Rick Mahorn pushing Lisa Leslie. And then um, right after that, I think it was like Shannon Bobbitt. And like Murray or Page, he like both punched Rick Mahorn. And that was just bad. And then next you know, like, I don't know how many people got suspended. I believe it was like 10 people got suspended, including Rick Mahorn. That was like the malice in the palace, WNBA. And WNBA, we need more fights. We need more fights. I would love yo. I would love to see more fights. I remember it was preseason. It was preseason. Mystics in Atlanta Dream. And it was almost a fight. It was almost a fight. I was running out by the mop. And then next thing you know, we, we almost scrapped. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. But we need more fights. I would love it. Uh, Damn, you got any more? Uh, I do not recommend Okay. Um, and then the last moment I have is the 2000 WNBA finals when the Houston Comets beat the Liberty in overtime. The reason that is so significant is because that completed a four-peat. The Comets won the first four WNBA titles. That that will never be no no franchise has ever in any sport has ever been able to do something like that. The first four titles in league history, that will, that has never been done before and will never be done again. So, you know, props to the Houston Comets, you know. If they do an expansion, the shock have to return, but I, I would like to see Houston come back as well, bring them back. But if that is all, that is going to do it for this episode of Hoopplex. Thank you guys for listening. We are so close to having a 1,000 total plays, maybe – we I don't I don't know what we're gonna do yet. We still gotta talk about what we're gonna do for the for 1K play celebration. Maybe we have somebody on next episode. We'll see when we get there. But again, thank you guys for listening. We will be putting the hot takes uh polls back up on our stories next week, and we will see you guys in the next episode next week.